Wait, what? Wait, what? We're on? We're live? Hey, you. Hey, you. How's, How's the day going? going? Man, it, it's it's going. Just going? Here. We are in, we're in the deep. We're, <laughs> we're having fall. Finally. I mean, Jesus. kind of. Well, kind you know, of. it's not Massachusetts fall. <laughs> Texas fall. I could just I could do with some low sixties and I would be happy. I'm not asking for forties. I'm not asking for thirties. Give me like some sixty three and I'd be happy. Well, I think that you should wake up a little bit earlier and go outside and you oh, would be no. happy. Oh no. Well, it, it, that's when it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> It is definitely, as someone who is standing outside at 7 in the morning, it's happening. And they really have the wrong person standing outside at 7 in the morning. Tell me about it. <laughs> you, you do not have to say that twice. <laughs> I yeah, will not really, you all day on that. It's not really your MO. <laughs> but I put on a smiley face and, and I give a great good morning. Good morning. And then back of your head, you're like, too damn cold for this bullshit. Oh, that's what it's about to be. It's yeah. about to be really miserable when I'm standing there just trying my best to be happy. <laughs> do you, do you like scarf and like uh, glove up and everything? Or are you just like a big coat kind of guy? Well, I have this thing called a comfy and uh, that I got last year. Uh-huh. Um, so our our dance team, the Panther Paws, uh, just the world's most fabulous dance team, might I add. Um, they came out with these just amazing comfies, which is basically like um, a snuggie. You remember the snuggies? Every white person knows about snuggies, man. Come on. Uh, oh, okay. So true, true. A <laughs> snuggie that's like the right way, but it's like an it's like an all the way around snuggie with a hood. Okay. And um my comfy is just I mean, it's perfectly named. It's a comfy. It's the most comfortable thing I've ever owned in my life. And the outside the inside of it is like this wool cotton, like warm thing. The outside is this soft velvety soft material mm-hmm. I tell everyone it's made from 100% panther it's just it's it's just beautiful it's it's so wonderful Binks does but not it, approve of that what's that Binks is not yeah it's it's made of 100% Binks come on Binks he's actually at my feet staring at me come on yeah because he heard about it he was just like Oh, tell me more about this comfy. I want to know more about that. Tell me more about how you're skinning my people for their fur. <laughs> yes. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's it's just so comfortable. But it's also so warm. And uh, I absolutely love it. And uh, pretty soon here, I'm going to have to pull it out because it's getting a little chilly. Okay. I'm okay. Uh, that's the way I'm going to get through winter. Heck yeah. Anyway, <sighs> sorry, had to, get, had to get that yawn out of me real quick. Ugh. I feel you. I am uh, just waking up from a nap. 
It's like, how do you nap this late and then go to sleep and get up in the morning? Yeah, don't worry about all that. I just <laughs> I got home late because of a PTA meeting, so I napped late and now I'm back up to podcast. What meetings do you not attend? Well, tonight I did not attend the Energize Midland meeting Ooh. to help sell the bond uh, over on my part of town, over on the south side. Mm-hmm. There was an uh, Energize Midland meeting. And um, from what I understand, I, I probably needed to be there to help make the sale. Uh, but I was not, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I still support the bond. Uh, I still want people to vote yes, but I'm not going to cheerlead this thing. I'm not going to deliver the South and East because there's still questions mm-hmm. that I can't answer. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on because that's on my mind. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. So that's what's on my mind. Anyway, Damien, how was your week? Um, how Tell was us my the adventure. So the last thing, so right after, I guess we recorded on last Tuesday, maybe, or whatever day we recorded, I remember getting a text saying there was fur. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so for me to hear that Binks is at your feet, I'm relieved for one thing. Because I was definitely ready to call Al Sharpton. Al we Sharpton. <laughs> we were going to march because the poor black man was getting blamed for everything. And I didn't, I wasn't happy. I just want to repeat that Al Sharpton is too goddamn old to be marching anywhere. <laughs> okay, let's just make well, that very This is clear. true. He just kind of, now he just kind of meets you at the end and <laughs> waits for the, waits to, for the speech at the rally. <laughs> He's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's me. That's ass. <laughs> um, yeah, there was there was some cat action. I don't know. I wasn't home for it. Um I just went back to reseparating them when I wasn't at home. I did that for the better part of last week. They seem to be getting along a little better. Um yeah, I won't lie. On Saturday, uh, everything was packed up in the car. He was ready to go back. And uh, when I got there, the lady was like, oh, we need two days notice before you can return a pet. And I was like, man, if you don't leave her to fuck alone. Um, the lady was like, oh, we need two days notice before we can take back an animal. And I was like, I talked to a lady yesterday. And she's like, oh, well, she must not have, like, wrote it down. And if it's not written down, then I'm not able to, because I have to make space and blah, blah, blah. So you want to bring him back tomorrow? And I said, I'm going to take this as a sign. I'm going to take this as a sign that I shouldn't take him back. And I'm just going to, I'm going to sit or see this through. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to let it work. I'm not happy about it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm about sick of this damn cat but I'm doing I'm doing my best I'm doing my best here to be a patient person and uh, 
let the animal world figure itself out. But he was damn near back at that at that uh, shelter. He got saved by some lady's bad bookkeeping. It, and probably to be honest, you know, it, it wouldn't matter because that woman wasn't gonna take that cat back. <laughs> I mean, they kind of have to. If I bring back nah, all she, the paperwork and everything, they they required to. Nah, she was gonna make up whatever rules she needed to because they probably didn't even a two day required window, and they probably had it written down. Like this man, this guy's gonna try and bring back this cat, and just tell him something. But don't take this cat. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we're good. We're good. We moved past that. Um, so my week, my week has been interesting as a whole. Um, early in the week, I got into what must have been the first Facebook war I've been in since, like. Since I think you and I were going strong with the with the name change and the Black Lives Matter stuff, I don't think I've been in a Facebook skirmish since about those times. Um, what are your What were your thoughts on that? What were What were your thoughts on that? Good and bad. You can, you can tell me if you think he owned me or whatever. I don't care. I I know where I stand on the on the issue. But what were your thoughts? I know you were reading. You got a little popcorn emoji. Well, you know, I, you saw it. it was just popcorn emoji. I had my popcorn. I was just. <laughs> watching the back and forth, and it was very interesting to watch you two because really the the cool part of it was you guys came to an agreement. I didn't come to a nothing. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? You know, you guys met in the middle as far as both sides are wrong in this, and this is completely unnecessary. Both of you came to that general consensus. Whether I don't remember him coming to that consensus in the slightest. Yeah. I remember him sitting there saying, it's this way, and if you don't think like this, then you're on that side, and you support Israeli genocide, and, and you, you have to support this, or you support that, which is such an ignorant way of thinking. There is a gray in everything, and there is a middle ground to everything. And I remember him saying, but you didn't say this about Israel, but you didn't say this about Israel. And it's like, how many times do I have to tell you But I think the government in Israel is atrocious before you get it through your brain? That's what I remember. I think you maybe if you read it again with less jaded viewpoint. Do we want to go comment by comment? <laughs> no, no. Because no. I can no, go comment by comment. There is no need. But <laughs> I think both of you realize that you, where, where you agreed was that innocent women and children have no place in the middle of all this. That's the part that both of you agreed on. So I was just like, okay, there's some common ground, a little bit common ground. <laughs> Agree on that part, mm. but um, no, I thought it was cute. It was fun. You said cute. <laughs> it, it to me, it it's like when the preschoolers fight. It's just like, ah, uh, well, okay, yeah, y'all okay. stop. Yeah, okay. okay, all right, okay. Yeah, I, I it wasn't. You know, I, I didn't feel like it was just that big of a skirmish and, and you guys both used, you know, good sophisticated language. I was it was a nice it was a little, nice little back and forth. I enjoyed it. I really did. <laughs> well, I thought my it. popcorn emoji was was appropriate for the moment. I I don't, if y'all said anything after that, I have no idea. Because it did not allow me to follow it and you know, I didn't get any more notifications. So I don't know. But. No, he posted he posted some John Stewart video and I 
I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to continue with this anymore because contrary to what Courtney is saying, it was just a back and forth of him reiterating the same point and me saying, I don't fully disagree with your point. And then him reiterating the same point. And it was irritating me. And so I just, uh, give me one second. Please. Okay. Give me one second, please. Hold on. I'm so sorry. Knock it the fuck Whoa. off. God, we're all fucking not. God, why did I ever do the second fucking cat? Calm down. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Anyways. um, Yeah, at the point in which I was trying to make a point and he was yelling into a wall, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good with this. I, I, I don't need to partake in this anymore. I've said what I need to say. And I don't agree with it. I don't disagree with every point that he said. He made good points. He made valid points. But it was becoming it was it was becoming redundant. And I was like, okay, I'm good. I made my piece. I've said what I need to say here. And I moved on. Right on. It was uh, interesting. I enjoyed it. And then uh, I spent the better end of the weekend sicker than a dog. So it was not fun. Did you go get checked out for mono? No. I don't want to go get blood work done. Are you kidding me? You're going to poke me with needles and stuff, dude. I forget you. You're not a doctor person. (laughs) I probably should go. But, like, I ain't been kissing nobody, bro. So. You say, you know, Sasha, it's very questionable. (laughs) <laughs> know what she's been doing when you're at work. You think Sasha's got hoes? I, you know, I think Sasha be, you know, she be working it, and then that's probably why Binks is mad. Binks is like, you giving it up to everybody else in the neighborhood, but you want to holler at me? She don't want Binks. So, she's too good for Binks. Well, this is about probably the only person she's too good for. <laughs> And it's all because Binks is black. Oh my so. god! <laughs> oh my god! So I did tell my friend Paris. Ever told you about Paris? I don't think so. Paris is like one of the funniest human beings I ever met. I met him working at my Jersey Mike's in Mass. Um, Paris is literally like probably the closest thing to like a, like a, like an actual like brother i've ever had like just the connection and everything so he he labeled us as an r&b group called white chocolate mocha um which is pretty (laughs) great so i sent him pictures of his nephew right he wanted to know his name and i said binks he said that's the whitest name you could ever give that black cat he said from now on his name is binks lachey de monte caprice crawford (laughs) oh my goodness That's Binks' full name going forward. Binks Lachey DeMonte Caprice Crawford. <laughs> he said he want he said he wanted to see that on a on a birth certificate. No bullshitting him. That's what I was told. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty great. But um really not too much my week, man. I was mostly just sick and bitter at the world because I hate being sick. It's my least favorite thing ever. Starting to feel somewhat better. 
today I had to work a tiny, today was my day off. I had to work a tiny bit, nothing crazy, just a little bit. And then I went and did some retail therapy and, uh, you know how I do that first first day of payday. I go do my shopping. Got myself a little chair for my little meditation room, which I love, and uh, just got some other stuff I needed to get for the house. Went about some groceries, but it was a pretty pretty boring, uneventful week for me, which isn't a terrible thing. But I mean, really, I was just so sick Friday through most of yesterday that, like, I, I yeah, it wasn't much going on with me. I feel that. On that I'm glad to hear that you're feeling a little bit better today. Um, you know, worry about you, young man. <laughs> so I, uh, when uh, our good friend, our listener, Kate, was just like, you know, I think I think he has mono. Just like, oh, maybe. Can you get mono <laughs> from anything else but kissing? Probably. Hmm. I think that that's probably the most common way, but. Uh, it's a it's a human interaction type of a, a thing. So spread through saliva. Um, See, I don't be I don't be swapping saliva. Well, but I mean, you might shake somebody's hands. You know, y'all in there working and slinging sweat. Somebody sweat molecules. You know. Yeah. I don't you know, Just I mean, there are other ways to to to. There are other ways. I just know the community has been very barren and very hopeless without me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I have not been involved in our great, let me rephrase that. I have not been involved in our struggling community right, in, struggle. uh, <laughs> in quite some time. And uh, unless this is some, some late activating mono, I just don't see how it could be mono. Maybe. But I maybe, no some, I don't know. maybe some blood work is in order. You know, get to the bottom yeah. of things. Especially, you know, after this long of a period that you're not feeling well, um, there's there's definitely a cause and a reason. So, go get checked out. Go see somebody real. Somebody go real. It out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, don't don't go to to Al's drive up. Doc Shack. You don't want me to go to like WebMD. Yeah, no, don't do that. Or they offer you a medical exam and fried burrito in the same business. Fried burrito. <laughs> Stay away from those places. Not the fried burrito. <laughs> but what about you? Tell us about your week. Um, this past week, of course, was a busy week. Uh, I'll skip to Friday because that was just a fabulous day. For some, a miserable day for others. so friday was the big rivalry football game uh, between the permian panthers and the home legacy rebels Um, a matchup that has uh, gone on for the ages Uh, something that's been televised on espn for years and years it was the central matchup and the the whole reason for uh, Friday Night Lights. Uh, it was the central, you know, storyline there. Mm-hmm. So this is a big matchup, a huge matchup. Uh, Permian limped into the game, having just lost for the first time in the last 10 years to Odessa High, while 
uh, legacy was riding a high and doing well for the season, not perfect season, but doing really well and looked to you know, having already established their position as one of the contenders for the crown. And uh, because of that loss to Odessa High, Legacy was highly favored in this game. Well, the game happened, and uh, my little Panthers were, were very dedicated. The problem was is that I don't know what was going on with the kicking game. Like, as close as that game was, the game really should not have been as close as it was. But Permian couldn't make a field goal or, or an extra point kick. Like, everything kept getting blocked. Y'all special team sucks ass, apparently. It was over three. It was three times, three kicks that all got blocked. Damn. I mean, that's just, that's unusual. That's just, it's just unusual. And I don't know, you know, I don't know if it was just our special teams or if their special teams, like they they had a beat on stuff. Like, I don't know. I have no idea what caused us to get blocked because that's not what happened before. Like, Mm -hmm. That that was the first. Like we were all just shocked. It was just like, what the hell's going on? Um, but anyway, long story short, Permian ended up winning that game by one, which was hugely satisfying. Uh, okay. And at the end, um, we were down by you know we we stormed back, got a, a touchdown with, and uh, ten seconds were remaining on the clock when we scored. And it came down to a field goal to tie our two-point conversion to win or for the lead. And because we couldn't make a field goal, coach decided to go for the two-point conversion. And it was good. So then we had a one-point lead with 10 seconds remaining. And uh, Legacy couldn't get it, you know, they couldn't get down a field goal range. It It was only 10 seconds. So Permian – got the, the victory. What was satisfying in that is my good buddy, my old friend, Clint Hartman, and y'all, he is not my friend. He is not my buddy. I have <laughs> a great deal of disdain for Clint Hartman. Oh, he hates uh, Clint Hartman. <laughs> you know, and, and you talk about I don't name drop, I'm going to name drop this because I just don't like this man. I really honestly and truthfully don't like this man. He is so smug and so arrogant. And the reason I really don't like him is because of what he tried to do during name change. So after, you know, I made the speech to the school board and I vowed that, that I was not going to be silent on this. Uh, I find out that Orlando Riddick, the school board, or the superintendent of schools at the time, and Rick Davis, the school board president at the time, uh, had put up Clint Hartman to have a conversation with me. And so he invited me uh, to the then Lee um, office, to the football office, the field house, so that I could see the history. I remember the, the Davis happened, and you were so mad. So mad. <laughs> to see all the trophies. Tell me the great history of Lee High School. Why it's so important for us to remain Lee High School. You mean the school this you attended? Well, what? I'm saying, I'm saying, oh, you mean the school that you attended? 
Like, well, not only that, the school that I, the, I grew up in, all that. Like right. everything he showed me, I was there. I I, I lived that life. I lived all of that. Mm-hmm. Every single bit of it. I lived it. My life. Like I grew up in this era that he was trying to tell me about and trying to get me to understand. <laughs> and I'm just like, bro, you obviously didn't you do your homework. I am a lifelong Midlander. Courtney, did we lose you? <gasps> Is he getting a phone call? It's not my Bluetooth speaker this time. No, somebody was call? trying to call. Yeah. Okay. So right. I had to do not disturb, uh, Courtney. Anyway. Come on. No, I I am on do not disturb. Oh, okay, no worries. So no it didn't ring. It just yeah, it didn't ring. But you know, I just saw that I was trying to get a phone call. Anyway, um, I will call them back. Uh, he's trying to tell me about history that I lived through, and trying to explain to me, you know, you know, this is why because athletics and you know we have so much rich history under this name. And um, um, we have a family, and we branded everything Did we do. Did say it like that? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> and, and you know, the conversation, I told him, I said, yeah. A, I lived through all this. These are things that, that you heard about, but I lived it. So I get it. I completely understand. I understand better than you do. I, my whole family went to this school except for my parents. I get it. I said, have you ever been to the band hall? There are more trophies in that band hall than will ever be in this building. For 10 years, for 10 years, I helped put those trophies in here. I get it. I know what this school is. I know what the program is, which is why I know it needs to change. He was just like, he was just beside himself. Oh, well, I you take my different. And so after that, it just became an attack from his booster club. Like, you know, he felt like he went the civil route and that didn't work. So he was going to try and bully me for the rest of the time. (laughs) And that sure as hell didn't work either. So anytime I see him fail because he's so smug, it makes me happy. And if that's (laughs) something about if that's something about me, that's bad. Okay, I accept that. But it's nothing that's going to change. Because he is he is a smug and arrogant person. Before this interview, let me let me preface this by saying on that night, on October 13th, it was the 56th anniversary of the first time someone yelled Mojo at a football game. Really? It was the birth the birth of Mojo. Okay. And, I love that. Uh, and you know, this this had become known, and Coach Hartman knew this. So he was asked about it in an interview. And in his interview, he said something about, they're going to be over there with their little war chant. We're going to be on our side with motivating. And, you know, we're going to be saying rebels. And at the end of the day, I just don't believe in magic. Because, as you know, we always talk about this mojo magic, this mystique mm-hmm. Mojo is, is a mystique. It's a feel. It's just mojo magic. For so sure. he was for him to say, I just don't believe in magic. That's how the interview ends. And so there was really no other way to describe 
the way the momentum shifted in that game, except for it was Mojo. It's the very definition of what we consider to be Mojo. May and I so, make a suggestion that's completely appropriate, not inappropriate? I'm not being goofy or anything like that. What's that? The band and the football team should get together and they should like go to his office or something like that and just start playing, oh, 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 it's magic. And you guys, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's completely appropriate. <laughs> someone may, well, no, because ain't nobody going to waste time on him no more. We're done with that. <laughs> we've, already, we've already won that fight, so. Ain't no need to, to go there now. Um, someone made a, a, a meme that mm-hmm. put that had that um, had him saying that, and then it, it cut away to us and our last second, you know, touchdown and two point conversion and all that. And then it started playing that uh, uh, what is that show? Uh, da 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 uh uh. uh Larry McDavid, Larry David. Uh, oh, Larry David. Uh, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, whatever Yeah, whatever that show is. And yeah. cut away to that and everything, the music. And, uh, That's good. Him looking all crazy. <laughs> That's good. Resting crazy face because that's kind of – that's Glenn Hartman. So uh, that was – it was very satisfying. That was extremely satisfying to get that win. And the band cheered like we were the twelfth man. Uh, so much so that you know, people on the other side, they they knew it, they felt it. Uh, someone who is a mutual friend of ours sent even uh, an email over to our uh, to our director and was talking about the spirit of the band, and how the band was the truest twelfth man that they had ever seen. That's awesome. And. Uh, it was just, it was a good day to Mojo. It was a good day to Mojo. Good day to um, Mojo. I like that. And I always took, you know, that's something that I always talk about. You know, before contest days, before performance days, I walk around and walk through the band during warm up and I look at the kids and I'm like, it's a good day to Mojo. It's a good day to Mojo. And they're like, it is. It is a good day to Mojo. So, you know, it's, it's just a motivational thing. For sure. But uh, one of the most satisfying parts of the whole thing was halftime, of course. Halftime, you know, on this show, which apparently is listened to by a lot of people. I've I didn't, been telling I, you it's listened to by a lot of people. Look, <laughs> I didn't know how many people it, that I've been pissing off on this little microphone <laughs> that I'm holding here. Tell me and about it. <laughs> by just telling the truth. I'm honest. Tell me I'm about on it. it. <laughs> but people be mad. Bro, I, yeah, I know, bro. <laughs> people really be mad. And I just found out a lot of stuff. Like people who I did because I'm always, again, I'm under the assumption that nobody is listening to this. <laughs> like, this is just two guys talking. Like, this is just <laughs> our conversation that I everyone is privy to. And nobody's listening, but I had this one lady, so don't take this the wrong way. I don't think you'll take this the wrong way, whatever, right? So she's a friend of mine, and she goes, she was like, I have a weird question for you. She's like, I hope it's not, like, inappropriate. I was like, okay. She goes, are you and Courtney dating? I was like, (laughs) no. And she goes, goes, oh, okay. I said, are you just assuming that because they're both gay? 
She was like, no, but have you ever like really listened to yourself on the podcast? And I was like, no. She's like, he's 100% like the calm bear and you're his bitchy twink. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, she was like, I genuinely think you both make a lot of really good points. She's like, but the difference is here's Courtney and Courtney's like, you know, everybody, we got to come together. And you're over here like, and I'll fucking kill you if you don't. And she's just like... <laughs> That's great. That's, I was asked that same, not exactly like that, but people were, but somebody asked me just the other day, last last week, as a matter of fact, someone was just like, so you and Damien really don't talk every day? It was just like, y'all really, like, when you talk on the show, it's the first time y'all really talk? I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Unless something, you know, something major happens during the week, we'll, we'll talk or no, we might text each other every once in a while, but we don't I'm talk into the show. Bullshit, but yeah, we we don't talk into the show. This is this is a genuine conversation that everyone is privy to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just shit made me laugh. She said I was the bitchy <laughs> twink. I I thought that shit was hysterical. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, but anyway, so halftime showed up, and you know, I've I've been very honest in in how I felt about Legacy's band and, you know, and how I felt about Permian's band. And so it was, I was excited to get to show off my band, to show off the, the finest band in the land. In land. And so uh, I got to be the, the stadium announcer. So I went up into the press box and, Saw those people up there and everything. Of course, we're chit-chatting and talking and everything. And you know, I find someone else up there who listens to the show and follows me on Facebook. And it's just like, I really appreciate how you advocate for our students. And uh, she was just like, you know, I, we've not met, but I follow you. I listen. And I really appreciate that. I appreciate them a great, a great deal. But so we get down there and everything. And. No, it, get in the box, go and, and do all that, and uh, get on the mic. And when I first start off, and you know it, the whole intro, ladies and gentlemen, uh, now entering the field, it's the finest band in the land, the pride of Permian High School, the Panther Marching Band. There were a few boos from the legacy <laughs> crowd because they went into it absolutely hating us and the intro like that it's just it's so boisterous it's meant to be boisterous and so i i got the emotions that i wanted to get you know i wanted them to not like us and so the show started and we and will i when i tell you that the audience was captivated and they were captured like i have not seen a more appreciative audience for a show in so long. Mm -hmm. So kudos to the legacy audience for recognizing a quality program and a quality halftime because they applauded, they cheered, they, they were standing ovations that came from, from their side. And like I said, this was an audience that was not going to like us. They had already, before we started, made up our, their minds that they were not going to like our show. But our first big hit, just, it sold them right from the beginning. And it just never let them go. 
And we had we probably had our best performance to that point that night. The kids just completely showed out. And all of the things that, that we worry about breaking down or not working, everything worked. Everything worked. It was it was a great performance. I'm so proud. And uh, you know, and then because we were the visitors, we went first. And that makes it a very tough act to follow. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, but, you know, someone's got to follow us. And, and they did. And I thought that they had a good performance. I felt like things improved um, drastically since the last time I had seen them. Um, and and that's a, that is definitely a plus. So I was a lot less worried about them for contests the next day. Because the next day was UIL Lucha Contest, where you have to get a first division to be able to advance on to the area marching contest. And I was no longer worried about them. Because before, you know, the last time I had seen them, which was the sixth grade marching festival, I was concerned. I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but they, 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 they earned their division. I will say that. Uh, But it was a tough act to follow. And I think that more than anything, it made people understand a lot more of what could be versus what is. (laughs) And, you know, and to know people who, you know, again, know the history, who who like to be the history lesson and know that at one point in time under Mr. Story, that band was undefeated at halftime. Nobody would. T- nobody was touching. Well, weren't they playing for like the Queen of England when I was in high school or something like that? The band I know it was has, a major thing. The man had the band has accomplished incredible feats over its storied history, and uh, just been invited to perform for everyone. Been invited to everything, and you know when the last time we were a top 10 band in the state of Texas was my junior year when I got to perform and compete for the state marching title. We ended up 10th in the whole state of Texas. And that's the highest finish that there's been since then. So uh, it's been a a long time. It's been a very long time. And while the show was good, it was good and, you know, they went out there and they performed in their performance tops, which caused all the uproar. And uh, uh, they're a little pink and purple. Yeah, they're pink and purple. But this time they had their backdrops. And, you know, it makes more sense. It definitely makes more sense uh, when they have the backdrops and everything. And, and uh, they're out there doing Taylor Swift. Some, huh? what, what is the song with bad in it? Bad? bad? Yeah. That's one of their. That's one of their shows. Songs. That's one of our worst songs. Ew! Why are they singing "Bad Blood"? Because the whole show is called "The Badlands," and so every song title has something to do with bad. Mm, I get it. And so you know, it fit the the concept, and uh, it was it's recognizable. It's it's good. <laughs> it was it was okay. I think basically <laughs> they're they're a very good band. No, I'm laughing at myself. I'm like, damn, I really do sound like a bitchy twink. I was <laughs> like, over here laughing at myself. I was like, oh shit. 
Um, everyone did well at contests, you know, well enough to get a one. Um, Odessa High got their 84th one. Okay. Um, Did you think they earned it? Well, that was the question, right? Mm -hmm. And apparently that was heard. (laughs) 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 That was was heard. Bro, you're becoming bulletin board material for people. Shut up. (laughs) Don't you watch Uh, enough football? (laughs) But look, if it's going to motivate you to be better, then so be it. What if it motivates them to be better than your crew? I welcome the challenge. Iron sharpens (laughs) iron. Absolutely. And and that's what I keep saying. I I want everyone to be good because it pushes us to be better. So I want everyone to be good. And if I have to say what I have to say, if I have to put the truth out there, because again, anyone who knows is not going to deny it. They just don't (laughs) like the fact that I say it out loud. (laughs) That's the problem is I say it out loud. Yeah. And so the uh, one of the assistants for OHS, after it was all done, they got their first division and they're bringing their stuff up the ramp. And, you know, I had stayed on the other side so I could see uh, see it for myself. And I didn't get it at first, but very snarkily, he, he uh, said, well, did we earn that one or was it given? <laughs> and I didn't catch it at first. Like I thought, you know, I thought we were cool. That was that's been my homeboy. And so I just said, "Well, congratulations. It really doesn't matter, does it?" <laughs> like, like, did you kind of? You're like, yeah, yeah, you did. And then you were like, oh shit, or did you catch? No, I didn't say oh. that. Because had I been honest. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so I said what I said. I just said congratulations. It doesn't matter. It's a, it's the number eighty four anyway. A dub is a dub, baby. A dub is a dub. You know. <laughs> oh, and then the, I find out the band and then, T. Right, and then I find out later. <laughs> oh no! I find out after the fact, and you know we're we're watching video <laughs> thing, and uh, I was asked, "What did you say about Odessa High?" <laughs> <laughs> You said the truth, and, and I told him, and and you know I let everybody know what I said about Odessa High because you can go back and listen to the tape. I just told the truth. I, I that's how people really feel, and I'm not the only person who feels that way. Mm-hmm. And so for him to ask that now, it made sense why he would say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, did we earn this one? Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved if you had looked at me and I had been like, eh, I, I wouldn't have given you that. <laughs> I mean, look, I wasn't a judge. <laughs> had I been a judge. You look at him, you say, hey, man, my opinion doesn't really matter. You know, My opinion doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I'm just the guy with the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so my opinion doesn't matter. Who, who, gives a, who gives a flip what I feel um, about any of this? I'm just a guy with the microphone. and then All the of my friends in Canada. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Who are so invested in band season and are so invested in West Texas band for that matter. <laughs> well, it's going to be a humdinger this weekend. I'm so excited to go to the area marching contest. So all 15 of our area, uh, area A uh, from El Paso to San Angelo, uh, 
Bubba Gamarillo, all of that stuff. All the six A's, there are 15 total bands. Everybody got a first division. Earned or not, everybody got a first division. <laughs> and so that means that there will be a prelims and a finals, and that three bands will advance to the state marching contest in San Antonio. And that contest is this weekend. So um, most of the bands, if not all of the bands, will not play at their football game this Friday. Uh, this weekend, Permian plays Friendship. And uh, rather than Friendship making the trip here, they're going to go straight to to uh, El Paso because the contest is in El Paso this week. And so everyone is going to go and spend the night in El Paso rather than try to go early in the morning and, and then get up early and try to do a contest. You know, logistically, it's just it makes more sense. Doesn't um, Friendship usually kick everyone's ass, or am I thinking of a different? They're story? they're a good band. They're a very good band. Now, last year they were they were second place, mm-hmm. and they were the number two representatives, while I was the number three representatives. Um, a lot of people, without knowing really what's going on in El Paso, one hundred percent, they're looking for the same results. That Friendship will will finish second. Midland High will finish third. And they'll be the same representatives. However, you know, um, I think we talked about last week that Midland High had gone to a contest in El Paso where they finished fifth and finished behind two of the other 6A bands that are uh, that will be in competition this weekend. So that battle, I think there's going to be a real battle Um behind us. I honestly don't think that anyone, this is me being, you know, my opinion and and, and being braggadocious or whatever. <laughs> I don't think that anyone is in our league. This show that we have this year is high class, is high quality, and it's ready to compete with the big bulls. Um, I, I anticipate us winning the area. That doesn't mean it's going to happen because you still have to go out and, and perform. No one is just given and handed a trophy. And that's what I love about it. You have to go out and earn it every time you step out on the field. And so, you know, we're looking to have two performances where we earn the crown. And that's what our kids are going to try and do on uh, Saturday in El Paso. We're going to go and try and earn a title. And uh, so that means that, you know, there, there are, if we, if we say that we're going to take one of those spots, that means there are two more spots. And in my heart, because I am a Midlander, I am MISD, I want, I want so badly for the other two spots to be claimed by area schools. I would love for Legacy in Midland High. No, I'm not. I would look because. After I get my spot, I don't really – I don't have any more dogs in the fight. However, yeah. in my heart, I want the other two schools that I sort of kind of represent, you know, to, to, to make it to state. I want Legacy to make it to state. That's why I ride them so hard because I'm so passionate about their program because that program represents me. I keep saying it. There's a picture of the Midwest International Band and Orchestra Clinic Band. 
that represented that school, the the most prestigious um, band clinic, band event in the world, world. And I got to perform in that, and I'm in that picture. So that program means everything to me. It's where I started. It's the reason I band. And so, of course, I wanted to be good. I passionately, with all my heart, wanted to be good. And it hurts me to my soul to see it not be what it was. And so that's why I push so hard, because I want them to be good. I cheer for them to be good. I don't cheer for their downfall. I cheer for their uplift. I want them to be good. I want them to be good. And that's why, again, I celebrate so hard for Midland High. I celebrate their success because they're another MISD school that I want to be good. I want to be so good. Giving us a sermon over here. Keep going. Okay. You know, I'm I'm into this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I want them to be good too. (laughs) Okay. I, I want them to be good. I want them to be good. And this is why I'm so passionate about all of these things. This is why I say the things that I do. And if that's what motivates you to work harder, then so be it. I'll, I put my picture up on your wall and throw darts all damn day. If this <laughs> is what it takes for you to work hard and get the job done, I don't I, care. I do want to clear for the record, though, but I just lied through my teeth. Uh, go Bulldogs. <laughs> I hate the Rebels. I hate everything about the Rebels. I hate your shitty school. And you all suck, and I hope you do terrible. Only oh, because yes. I'm a Bulldog alum. Only because, and, and I ha- I'm sorry, I have to rep it. I have to rep it. I have to. I, I actually have become like a quasi-Permian bandwagoner, just living vicariously through you. I want them to do well because I know how passionate you are about Permian. And I got nothing against so, uh, Odessa. Hi, they are what they are. Like I, I'm really uninvested. But screw, screw Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh this purple runs deep and i hope that uh they don't do well <laughs> it's so funny because i actually had this conversation with the teacher not I, I mean earlier i guess yesterday since today is tuesday just yesterday talking about how how much midland like midland high people cheer against legacy people and legacy cheer against Midland high people like, we can't support each other for anything. Nope. Absolutely like, not. <laughs> two sides do not want to see each other do well at anything, even when you're, they're represented outside of the district, outside of the city. I know? guess yeah. if Legacy made it to, like, some serious, like, whatever, they're in the state marching finals or something, I, I, I would reluctantly be like, okay, I hope they do well, whatever. It's a good win for Midland in general. But I don't want it to be Legacy. I want it to be the Bulldogs. <laughs> you know, but if the Bulldogs aren't in, aren't in it, then wouldn't you want your your hometown mm. to be represented? I would be. I, I, <laughs> that's I. That's a hard one. I don't. I, no, I know that sounds weird. No, I wouldn't. No, uh, um, Midland or bust. Midland I get or bust. that. I get that. You're not the only one. There are a lot of people like that. I am not like that. I remember when. Um, when Midland High went to the state finals, football finals. I mean, you're also very involved with education, but go off. Right. Finish your thought. Uh, um, I remember when the football team went to the finals 
and they were like nine seconds away. And uh, I was I was genuinely happy for them. Yeah, I was happy for Midland High. I wanted them to win that game so bad, and it was so disappointing when they lost. Well, I think in another thing for me, and I've actually talked to my best friends about this. We had a conversation about it one day. We were just randomly talking because we, for people who maybe don't do this in normal towns, um, like even when you're 25, 26, 27, if you ain't got nothing to do on a Friday night, you might as well go watch football teams play. Go watch some high school football. And it's cheap and it's fun. It's whatever. Um, so a couple of years ago, we were at a Midland and Legacy game. And we, we're like so vitriolically like just despising Legacy. We're just like, fuck Legacy. Ah! <laughs> a couple of like 21-year-old dudes. And then I, we were like talking about that. I was like, bro, why do we hate Legacy so much? And my buddy Tanner was like, I'll be 100% honest with you. I was like, yeah. He was like, I hate them because every single aspect of them was so much better than us in high school. Mm. Their band was a trillion times better than our band was. Their football team was – God, Midland High's football teams were so pathetically bad when I was in high school. Like, their debate team used to whoop our debate team's ass every – I'm the only – like, not bragging or anything like that. But I, I was the only student in Midland High debate three years running to beat a Lee student in debate head-to-head for three straight years at UIL. And that's only because I got trained in Dallas by the wonderful Chris Smith. But like, there was not, I don't think there was one extracurricular competition UIL driven thing that we did when we were in high school that Midland did better, better than at that time, Lee high school. And so <laughs> I think we're a little residually bitter about it. Yeah. I think you're right. You're 100% right. And it's been that way for a long time, for a very long time. And so that's a long time to build up a lot of resentment. And it, it's it's felt. It's still felt <laughs> to this day. It is felt. Um, but that, you know, again, I I, I want to see, if I have the option, I want to see both teams do well. And if it's ended up being just one, well, I'm going to cheer for that one as hard as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to cheer for them over my school. You know, I'm not going to cheer for them over Permian. But do I want them to, to, to do the absolute best? Do I want them to be second place? Absolutely. Absolutely. You should want the Bulldogs to be second place. Well, I mean. But you said in the instance of they're the only team left besides, so yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I get it. So, uh, and then if there was a situation where Permian is out and only the Bulldogs remain, then yeah, go win it. Because that means you were better than us. So go win, go 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 finish the deal, do it all. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's it. that's the that's the band world. That's the this weekend is a huge contest. It will determine who the three bands. So the next time, uh, the next time we record, we will know who the three bands that are representing our area. So, folks, stay tuned. That's exciting. Stay tuned. I live for this band, T. Yes, I, I love it. I love it. Um, one of the president of Permian High School and an, and a loyal listener has requested to be on the show. And I told him, I said, but why? He was just like, bro, I love this show. And, I, and so, uh, maybe. I do always tell... 
Sorry, sorry, sorry. I do always tell people that want to be a part of the show, I say, well, Courtney's rule is you have to have something to talk about. Yep. You're not going to come on here and be like, so what's on Michelle's mind? No, you got to come on here with a purpose. You got to have something you want to talk about. So I always tell people that. Yeah. Like, that's, that's like you're right. not coming on here to just shoot the shit. Like, you got to. Yeah. <laughs> you got, it has to be with purpose. So if you have something to talk about and something that, that you know, you can field questions, because we are going to listen and we're going to interview you. So. <laughs> So, yeah, you better have something to talk about if you want to be on this show. Um, but all of that is great, but it's not what's on my mind. <laughs> what's on my mind goes back to this bond, to the $1.4 billion bond. Uh, tonight, tonight, Energized Midland, which is the pro-bond committee, uh, put together another little rally uh, for this time for the South Side. They held it at Greater Ideal Baptist Church, the Family Life Center, and uh, gave the whole spill and everything. and And I debated whether or not I was going to go, uh, but at the end of the day, I was just I was really worn out. Uh, we had a PTA meeting and got home late, so didn't get my nap in like I needed to. Uh, and definitely did not have the proper energy level to be able to go and deal with all that, but. Right now, there's one more question that was brought to my mind, and I made the assumption on on it, but now that I've talked to people, I'm not so sure. And that is, what is going to happen to General Tommy Franks Elementary? So, let me give the history. General Tommy Franks Elementary was once known as Crockett Elementary. Crockett Elementary was a failing school. Crockett Elementary had failed so much that the state finally did step in and they say they said you can either shut the school down or you can uh, give it to a charter and reopen it under a different name with new students. The district chose to reopen it with a different name and different students. They took all those students that went to Crockett and bust them other places. So, so there are no kids. Hot. There are no kids that live in that neighborhood that go to Crockett. Instead, what they did is they brought in all the kids from the new housing development, uh, what they call the 349 corridor. Those people on the other side of Loop 250 mm-hmm. uh, headed to Lubbock, all of that new area there. All those kids go to what is now General Tommy Franks Elementary. Uh, should this bond pass, when this bond pass, they're going to get their own elementary school over in that area. Which leads to the question of what's going to happen to Tommy Franks Elementary? I am under the assumption without you know any thought well, great. This means that we get a neighborhood school back. You know, on the, the east side of town, we get another school. We can uh, take off some of the pressure because all these the neighborhood kids got assigned to, to De Zavala, which has been kind of a disastrous situation. Uh, they're assigned over. To, some are going all the way to, to a bunch, which is just busting at the seams. It's far overcrowded because they absorbed the majority of the kids from Washington who got pushed out. Um, 
they're everywhere. They're going to all the schools except for the school that they can walk to. They actually walk to their school to catch a bus to go somewhere else. So backwards. Oh, I have so much to say. Oh, my God. Okay. So <laughs> what is going to happen to General Tommy Franks? Who's going to go to that school? Me, just, you know, I'm under the assumption, well, this is going to become a neighborhood school again. Courtney said, me being a reasonable adult, you know. Okay, me being a reasonable adult (laughs) says that these kids are going to go back to their home school. Um, But talking to people, I don't know. There's been no discussion about what's Mm. going to happen to Tommy Franks. You know, at least I I got the discussion going about what was going to be the future of legacy freshmen in that campus. You know, we determined that there will be, it will be used for something else. You only get Uh, one, man. Yeah, it's not going to be a school, but it's going to be used for other things. But what about Tommy Franks? What's going to happen to Franks Elementary? I have no idea. What do you think should happen? It needs to be a neighborhood school. The kids that, because we're talking about, I mean, it's been years. So all the kids who caused that school to fail are either graduated or dropped out by now. Okay, hold on. So it's a whole new group of kids. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Let them have that school and let them, give them the opportunity to actually have a neighborhood school. Because right now, we don't, the only neighborhood, true neighborhood school that we have on the south and east sides are Days of Allah and Bunch. That's it. All of our kids get bussed everywhere else. Forgive us back in neighborhood school because that's just, that's logical. That's why I don't even, I didn't even think about it being anything but that. <clears throat> but apparently that's not a given because no one's talking about it. So what's going to happen to that school? I need to know. I think that's a that's a really important factor and something that the citizens on the east and south sides need to know. We need to know what is going to happen to Tommy Franks Elementary. Who is going to be the students there after five years after this elementary school is completed, which I think is actually would be completed in three years um, after the bond passes. So What's going to happen to this school, which is capable of holding, as it holds now, you know, over 900 students? It's a lot of kids. What's going to happen to this school? I have no idea, but I need to know. And I, I am advocating so strongly that this school be returned back to the neighborhood because those kids deserve to be able to walk to school. The people in that area deserve to have something of their own, a campus of their own. And then it was brought up, well, what if they like going to the school that they're going to now? For one, realistically, and one of those statements is going to make everybody mad, but it's true. Don't nobody like going to Days of Allah. (laughs) It it might be changing, and hopefully it is, but just talking to the kids and the parents of those children who are now at P's at my school who went to Days of Allah last year. And in the past, they are so grateful to be away from that school. Um, 
people that have been involved in Days of Allah trying to, to volunteer and help out in different programs have nothing good to say. Uh, Is it the principal leadership there or, or what? Well, it's been the leadership and they have new leadership this year. So hopefully things are, are changing for the better. Uh, but that's going to take some time. You know, it's, it's, it is so difficult to change culture. If everyone becomes complacent with mediocrity, then when you first go in and try and change that, it's hard. It's very hard. So, you know, there's a lot going on in Days of Walla, but I'm sure it's things that could be remedied if they had fewer students. So send those kids back to their school. Let them have an opportunity to have their own neighborhood school and see what happens. I don't know if the district is willing to take that chance. I don't know if I don't know if that's uh, if it's a legal thing because of the way that they had to shut that school down because of academics. I don't know if it's some clause that says they can never be the same. It, it has to stay different for forever. Or if the time lapsed to where it's it, it can you know they can uh, have those neighborhood kids because again like I said the kids who caused it to fail are not there they are gone they are long gone give these current kids an opportunity to have their own school of course they get the option maybe you know they don't want to leave Days of Allah or wherever they are maybe they want to stay there. Okay, that's cool. Stay at your school. But if you want to go to a neighborhood school, if you want to be, you know, start over, if you want to, to be the new campus there, then give those kids the option. Let them do that. But that's the next question for me for MISP to answer. I need to know what's going to happen to Tommy Franks Elementary. That's what's on my mind. May I? Yeah. Okay. Um, first off, like, what's it called? Crockett was K through six or one through six? K through six. K through All six. of our okay. schools are K through six. Couldn't remember. Um, so initially, I take, like, sort of issue. I take issue with the concept overall that, like, and I don't know if you're necessarily meaning it this way, or maybe you are. But kids did not cause that school to fail. Administration caused that school to fail. Teachers caused that school to fail. Ineffective teachers and ineffective administration caused that school to fail. Like, these are kindergarten through sixth graders. It's the administration's responsibility to have them ready to pass these tests, meet educational standards, et cetera, et cetera. These kids aren't teaching themselves. These kids aren't preparing themselves. And elementary school, K through six, is not only education, it's also life skills. It's teaching these kids the basics, and then it's also testing them on mathematics and English and history and science, et cetera. The administration and the teachers should have been fired from that school. We shouldn't have changed the name of the school. Like, that's going to make any difference. Oh, now because it's John Franks or whatever the hell his name is, it's suddenly going to be a better school because it's not called Davy Crockett anymore. You didn't change the administration and you didn't change the teachings. That did they go in and lay off every administrator and every teacher, or did they just bunch bus a bunch of kids across town 
and then make parents' lives hell, flip these kids' worlds upside down. Oh, and then take a school like Days of Allah that probably wasn't failing at the time, I'm assuming, because it didn't have to completely rebrand itself like Crockett did. And then they went and shoved all these kids at Days of Allah. And now we're hearing stories from people saying, oh, we don't like going to Days of Allah. Well, maybe because we took a bunch of kids that had a perfectly good school in their area and we bunched them across town to this school. And now classrooms in the school are overloaded and the teachers and the administrators are overwhelmed. So what is the actual solution here? Kids did not fail that school. Kids did not cause that school to fail. The inept teaching staff and the ineffective administration caused that school to fail. So why weren't they held accountable? Were they all fired and let go and replaced? I think that the administration was. I don't know if every teacher was removed from the campus, um, but I think it's very safe to say that the administration was. And the reason why you say the kids, the kids scores, it was their scores. Ultimately, the kids take the test. And I get it. I, I 100% get it. You know, if they weren't taught, properly, if they weren't given the proper tools, how can you expect them to build a house? You can't just throw piles of, of plywood at a kid and say, go build a house. You got to teach a kid how to build the house. So if they weren't ever, you know, given a, a, a blueprint, how can you build the house? And so, yes, I, I get it. I get, I, I hear you. You're heard. I hear you. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm, you're simply just being business efficient about it and i mean you're right whatever like if we want to take the emotions out of it did kids test scores cause school to fail yeah you're right you know but for me it's just the notion that like for me the only thing that failed that school were the people responsible for getting those students like if that school is experiencing failure on such a large scale it needs to be repopulated and rebranded that speaks to a much deeper issue that we cannot hold kindergarten through sixth graders accountable for and really isn't it only like fourth fifth and sixth graders that actually take the test now or has that changed since i was in school no it's it's three through six that take the test so half the school is determining the fate for the other half of the school and still the people who are responsible for i mean maybe the administration was changed up i i i would be willing to believe that they are and especially if you're saying you're pretty sure then okay but even you said, you know, the kids take the test. Well, the teachers teach the test. So beyond holding the administrators responsible, you know, why are we not holding the actual teachers who are in the classroom educating these children on a day-to-day -day basis? Why were they not held accountable? Why were they not all fired? Why were they not all misplaced? Why were they not all repopulated? Why are we repopulating and renaming a school and inconveniencing a bunch of parents and inconveniencing a bunch of kids, especially a bunch of young kids, like, I'm not saying, that, like, I say the word traumatic, and I don't mean the word traumatic because that's such an over-exaggeration, but overwhelming. It's got to be overwhelming for a bunch of K through 6th graders to suddenly just have to go bust to a new school at the start of a new year, and you just expect that to work well for everybody? I don't see, I, I don't see the logic in the operation. I don't see how we're serving any. I don't see how we're benefiting teachers, administrators, students, parents. Not, it does not make sense for anyone by my accounting. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, it was definitely not fair to the students. It was, you're, the word you used initially is correct. It is a traumatic experience to be uprooted from your school and placed somewhere else. Uh, no matter what, anytime a, a kid transfers uh, to another school, I dealt, with, I dealt with the situation just today. 
of a kid who um, is a new student at our, our school this year. Started the year there. I mean, he started at the very start of the school year. But it's been a very difficult transition because everything that he knew before is not the same. And so him trying to navigate this new school year has been very difficult. And, uh, you know, I, I, I dealt with that today and, and, and talked to his mom. And, you know, we, we had to try and work through that just today. So, yes, that, that is just moving to having to move to a new school is extremely traumatic. That is, that is a, a uh, something that, you know, no kid should have to go through. Uh, but they did. These kids did. And yeah. I, and I I would hope that all of the teachers got, you know, replaced or, or reassigned or whatever happened. Um, but my point is, is that this happened so long ago. This happened uh, years ago, probably at this point, a good 10 plus years ago. Was it really that long? Because I remember when this was happening. Was it really that long ago? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, and I know, and I know, like, your point is 100% well taken. I agree with you entirely that it should be turned into a a neighborhood school. I mean, does the third party company that basically owns that school, do they have any say in what happens to it when this bond passes? No. Interesting. No, nobody's talking about it. Yeah. But so I don't think that a third party took over this school. That's not what happens. I don't, I don't. Usually that's what happens. Like that's what's happening at Lamar. Lamar right. was on the brink, and so a third-party school uh, took them over, took over operations of the school to prevent them from having to go through what we did with Crockett. Mm-hmm. Like no one ever. What happened with Crockett is the last case scenario. It's the worst case scenario, other than a full school takeover. And we've seen what that looks like with the TEA and a full school takeover. Because over in Odessa, they did that to one of the middle schools, mm-hmm. to Ector Middle School. And that has just been a total disaster. Like a school right in the middle of Odessa that feeds into Odessa High. No one from Ector County Independent School District is allowed to, to touch it. Like the band people can't go in there and recruit. Uh, they don't even have a band program anymore, so they completely lost a leg of their of their. You know, every Permian gets three schools to draw from. Odessa High now only gets two schools to draw from, and that's not fair. That's not right. But TEA yeah. doesn't. They don't do band. That's not. They're there for academics. Academic so the kids who go there, that's all that they do. That's that's mm-hmm. it. They do play football. Of course. You do athletics. Of course. Everybody's gonna play athletics. Gonna do that in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> A little bitter sounding Texas. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think this whole thing as a whole just feeds into the fundamental issue that I know I've been bitching and moaning about on this show since its inception about fundamental core issues with the way Texas conducts itself when it comes to education. And it's only getting worse because Captain Charters is still 
going at it. He's still going at it. He's still pushing strong for it. And I don't know, but there's there there are fundamental issues happening. There are fundamental sorry, Jesus Christ. There are fundamental flaws and issues with education in the state of Texas that is only getting worse. And it's going to have serious, serious, serious repercussions in the future when these people start graduating and then are released into the workforce. I mean, it's just that's just the reality of it all. We are not preparing people for the future at all. And it's it's, you know, starting at the kindergarten through sixth grade level. And it's it's no, it's so, absurd. So did you you know, this wasn't this has been on my mind, but this wasn't on my mind, and I don't know what your millennial moment is, and I hope I'm not going to step on it, but you just you just rolled into this. Governor Wills, they, right now he has the legislature, and we talked about this last week in special session, all about his vouchers. Well, he made a public statement saying mm-hmm. that he, that teachers will not get pay raises and he will not consider fully funding public schools until he gets his $8,000 vouchers. Mm-hmm. He said, and once the legislature passes his voucher program, then he will consider legislation to increase teacher pay and increase funding for public schools. So that was is- not my millennial moment because this was on your mind last week and I didn't want to step on your toes. And I was like, I bet he's going to follow up on this. So it actually was not my millennial <laughs> moment. Well, I, and I wasn't even going to say anything until you just, you, you mentioned his, you conjured his name. And so I felt like, <laughs> you know, I, I had to bring up, because that was such, that's such a poignant quote from him. For him to say that, to, to openly admit that he is holding Texas education hostage to get his way that he is purposely hurting Texas schools, that he is purposely hurting public educators and public school students just to get his way, just to try and line the pockets of his friends. I want people to, to take notice of that. That's your governor. We voted. You voted for him. Midland, Odessa, <laughs> <laughs> everyone else Texas <laughs> you voted for him y'all could have voted for him. dollar store JFK guys and we all would have been better even I exactly. That. exactly you voted for him and so when it's time to vote again keep that in mind this is what he's doing to your education uh, in Texas this is why yeah. we fail this is why we fail mm-hmm because it's all profitized and it's all politicized. Yep. And I understand there's always going to be politics around it because it's something that's controlled by the government, by the state. So I get it. But like, it's used as like a weapon of war in Texas, you know? And it's just, I don't know. Um, it really, because I did see that quote and I really was expecting you to bring it up towards the end of your mind. That's like I said, it's why it wasn't. Um, but uh, it really made my stomach turn. It really, like, I try to. I tried to tell one of my, my youngest GM of the company, um, he's a fucking great kid, but he's only 20 years old. And uh, God, he's phenomenal. But he has that very like 20-year-old martial sense of managing where it's like, you will do what I say or I will bring the wrath of God on you. 
and I'm I gotta kind of like, hey, buddy, it's not that serious. Like we're we're just making sandwiches here. Like you gotta you gotta relax. Like you're a 20 year old kid managing a bunch of adults. This isn't this isn't a good look. And I always tell them, like before you cut someone's hours, you need to have a really serious conversation with them about improving their performance because when you cut their hours, you are quite literally affecting that person's like livelihood. You're affecting how much food they're able to buy. You're affecting how much gas they can put in their tank. If they're parents, you're affecting their kids' lives, their spouses' lives. Like it's a very serious and responsible power you have to sit here and say, I don't like your performance. Therefore I'm going to cut your hours by 10 hours next week. And as a result, cost you 200 and $250 on your next paycheck because of your performance. And sometimes we have to do that, but not without having a diligent conversation. And what, Greg Abbott is doing right now is basically cutting into the livelihood of these educators who already make severely less money than they should be making. And he's dangling literal money and food and housing and whatever else over their heads and saying, if the voters don't give me my way, good luck feeding yourself. Good luck paying your rent. Good luck this. Good luck that. I don't care. Give me my way. And it's, it's really nasty. It's unacceptable. Absolutely. But I'm glad to know that there's a next generation that, that is looking at these things and they are bound to determine to make the world better. I'm glad to have millennials sometimes. <laughs> and, sometimes. <laughs> and now they get to have a moment. Damien, like, what's on <laughs> your mind? What, what is our millennial moment for today? So I don't have too much of a political of a millennial moment for us today. Um, mostly because, like I said, last week I was just so sick. I mean, I really was just so um, out of the world. But I just wanted to update everybody on the house race because this is just getting all kinds of fun. Um, I want to pull it up for me real quick just to make sure that I have it directly in my face. So if everybody remembers, um, if anybody's been paying attention, um, Kevin McCarthy basically did the right thing for once in his career and then got ousted by the crazies in his house. And then, yeah. And then, I mean, they're all crazy, but the crazies of his house. So, you know, that's like the crazy, crazy, crazies. Um, so then there was like a quasi, not a civil, not a civil war, but like an ideological war that happened with the conservatives. And it was between Steve Scalise of, I think, Louisiana, I think I think he's from Louisiana, and then Representative Jim Jordan. I don't know where he's from. Frankly, I don't I don't care. The but pits of hell. <laughs> <laughs> but Representative Jim Jordan. Um, so actually, Steve Scalise got the majority of votes from his caucus, but by like 10 votes or something like that. It was very, very minimal margin. And it technically wasn't enough for them to all rally behind him. Well, then you had a good 20 to 30 Republicans, not the crazy, crazy, crazies. These are what we call the, the least crazies. Mind you, they're, they're still crazies, but these are the least crazies. They said, we absolutely under no circumstances will support Steve Scalise. If you put him forward, we will vote. At, we will abstain from voting, and you can have uh, Hakeem Jeffries be your Speaker of the House. So the Republicans said, oh, my God, oh, my God. They end up – Steve Scalise says, you know what? I'm going to be the responsible one here. I'm going to step down. Clearly, I don't have the support of my party as a whole. This isn't something we can be playing with. I'm going to put my, my support behind Jim Jordan. 
So Republicans get behind Jim Jordan. You would think, you would think they got behind Jim Jordan. And then the votes for the speaker start pouring in. And now there's about 20 Republicans, the same 20 Republicans that ousted McCarthy, the same Republicans that made it go. How many votes was it till we got McCarthy? What was it, like 18 or something like that? 15. 15. The same people that made it go 15 rounds until we got McCarthy are now no longer voting for Jim Jordan. So the most recent voting was 212 votes for Hakeem Jeffries. That's the entirety of the Democratic caucus. 200 votes for Jim Jordan. And then 20 votes abstaining. Now, if 10 Republicans don't vote for, but just abstain from voting for um, Jim Jordan, Hakeem Jeffries will be the next Speaker of the House of Representatives, which I think would be... I don't think it's ever... I don't think it's ever happened in American history where the minority party has had the Speaker of the House. So the Speaker of the House is typically the leader of the majority party. I don't think we've ever had it where there's a a Republican majority in the the House, but we have a Democratic Speaker or vice versa. Um, So it's really, really, really interesting here. But we're really on the cusp of either having another compromised Republican Speaker who's going to be basically – Paying at the whim, praying at the whims of Matt Gaze and his his little group of psychopaths, or we're gonna have Hakeem Jeffries, who I think has the potential to be one of the best speakers of the House we've ever had in this country. I, I love, love, love Hakeem Jeffries and everything he stands for. That's what I'm hoping for, obviously. <laughs> but that's just a little update on what's going on with the Speaker of the House situation. That's really all I have for the little millennial moment today. Yeah, that's good stuff uh, because it is such an important part of what's going on in the overall picture of America. One of those things where our, our good Canadian friends are just like, what is this all about, eh? All about. <laughs> and so uh, um, I think, <coughs> excuse me, if if Jeffries does manage to become speaker, it will be for a very short time. <clears throat> Because they're going to, you know, put in that poison pill again. Oh, you think they would oust him like they did McCarthy? Yeah. That makes sense. And it'll, it'll be extremely short-lived. And they'll keep playing a political game with our government. And that's the scariest part. Because <laughs> our government is extremely vulnerable. Because we are now missing an entire leg of our government. Especially and, uh, at a time when... All these wars and everything. Are, but yeah. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, that you're right. I was just going to bring up that very thing. You know, the world is very in a very volatile place right now. And we need to have a stable government. And we don't. And uh, that's scary. That is very scary. People like, like Putin are, are batshit crazy. <laughs> and all they do is hope for our downfall. Like all he does is hope that we fail, and we are failing ourselves. We are giving ammunition uh, again. The same party that put Wills in there and is holding <laughs> education hostage is also holding the United States hostage, playing political games about Speaker of the House. I will never uh, not find Wills hysterical. <laughs> really, this is my favorite thing. But sorry. <laughs> and so 
I, as I've been asking since for four years now, Republican Party, conservative people, get your shit together. Get your people together. Reclaim <laughs> your party. Find an identity that's not, you know, Damien? That's not rooted in evil? That's, that's not centered around Donald Trump worship, which was not what I was going to say, but we're going to be a better person because a lot of people listen to this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't really give a damn about, but you know. Um, (laughs) Maybe a lot of people listen. (laughs) A lot more people than I thought. My Canadian Canadian friends love it, but uh, (laughs) um, yeah, it's uh, I will say, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying this was actually because I saw somebody in the news media try to frame this narrative the other day and like they had the right idea, but I don't think they were. But a lot of this also falls on the Democratic caucus and rules and things that they changed to basically say F you in the face of Trump and all his people in 2016. And now it's really coming back to bite them in the ass. A lot of rules and policies that Nancy Pelosi put in place that were not in the Senate until, you know, Nancy Pelosi's last, which I'm not hating on Nancy Pelosi, um, but her last speakership, a lot of the things and rules and stuff that they put in place to basically kind of handicap the Republican caucus, it's coming back to bite them now. And then furthermore, it's coming back to bite the country as a whole, because you put the more erratic party in control and now they have all the rules that the, the Democrats basically put in place to say, you know, downboyed all the Republicans. Well, now the Republicans are in charge and all those rules you did to hamstring them, they're now working to their benefit. So it's, it's just a mess. It really, it's just, it's just a mess all around. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. But somehow we just, as a country, we just keep trucking Trucking along, we just keep trucking. The the only motion is forward motion. You have to move forward, always, always move forward. You're in trouble when you try to go back. That's where we find ourselves quite a bit. You know, that's where we find ourselves in the Midland Commissioner's Court, moving backwards, um, where a judge who sued our school district to protect his memories. Wants to be the sole person in charge of deciding what books our kids are allowed to read in libraries. Wait, wait, hold on. I thought, I thought it was the opposite. I thought he said no bueno to that, and it was it was crazy moist Diane that really wants it to happen. So, I was in and out for that conversation, so I'm pretty sure. Um, no, judge, no. what's his? No, okay, okay, no, no. Uh, all I know is that at the end of the day, they want that the sole person, the sole decision maker to be Terry Johnson. Gotcha. Okay. And that part is super scary. Absolutely. It is. Because, again, he sued a school district to keep a name because of his personal memories. <laughs> and we want to make him the sole person who decides what our kids read. I mean, they made him a judge, bro. <laughs> I, I yeah. people looked at that man and said, I, I want him to make laws and decisions for my children. Like, come on, yeah. people be I better. Want to, I want him to govern us. Like he I'm not like a guy. Like I, I understand I live in a mostly Republican town and I made my peace with that and I'll rail against it anytime I feel it's appropriate. But 
can't we all just agree when crazy is crazy? <laughs> right? like, I don't, can we just be a little better? I'm not saying everyone's got to vote left. I'm not saying that. I know that's not realistic. But can we all just agree when crazy is crazy? Just be like, you know what? Mm, no, 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 no. Yeah, this is the, uh, this might be a bad look. Okay. That's yeah. all I'm asking for. <laughs> maybe, maybe someday. Maybe we can move that in that direction like now. Like this would be a great time to move in that direction. <laughs> we'll see how that whole thing works out but be everyone needs to be extremely mindful and pay attention to what's going on in the Midland County Commissioner's Court uh, between Diane Anderson and Terry Johnson it's not good it is not good they're setting up a dictatorship in a lot of ways they're trying to censor um, the people they're trying to take away your first amendment right uh, to make decisions on what what children read. They are trying to take parenting out of the hands of parents. And I don't agree with any of those things. That is not their job. It's, it's great overreach. And uh, people need to be aware of it. It's happening. It's happening. Need Courtney, to look into it. How about I make this incredibly inappropriate and then from that you can kind of sign us off from it. Oh, Lord. Okay. What you guys need to understand is that Diane Anderson is dripping. And I, <laughs> and it, thank you for listening. <laughs> I'm not even done. Hold on. <laughs> Good Canadian folks. Thank you for listening to today's show. Uh, before Davey gets refired, it gets all kind of hell brought down on both of us, mainly me. <laughs> Uh, we want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode. <laughs> um, please like and share this show. Uh, I think that we talk about some serious topics. We talk about things that people need to talk about, uh, be it in your private circles, be it in your public circles. But, you know, I just want to get people talking and I want people to see a different viewpoint, uh, maybe a different viewpoint than what you experience in the circles that you run in. And that's okay. It's okay to not agree with everything that everyone else says. And uh, what I want you to know is that if you're having these thoughts, you're probably not alone. Uh, there are other people who share your thoughts, and I'm one of those. But Damien is one of those. So uh, share the show uh, with your friends, with your like-minded friends, and especially with the people who don't necessarily agree with you. Let them listen to it and scoff and ha, 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 and all they want to. But I bet that you're going to find something in the show that they can agree to. Uh, I wish everyone good skill uh, in, on Saturday uh, at Area Marching Contest. I wish everyone happy, uh, safe journeys. Um, definitely go mojo, all of, all of uh, my kids that are listening. Let's go and have a spectacular rest of the week and, and have a spectacular performance. And uh, show them who we are. Uh, I want that for the whole Permian Basin. Let's go ahead and take all three of the seats. Uh, we have four bands. We have four opportunities to take the three three spots. So let's go and do that. Um, here, here. Everyone who's listening, again, thank you for listening to our show. Uh, please give you, us our Diane. feedback. You, <laughs> give us the feedback. The one thing that I want to do before we leave, Damien, 
you've never you've not shared the review. We finally got a review. It got removed. It got removed. It got removed. Uh, it got now. I can like I can basically like I almost remember it from memory, but it won't be accurate. But yeah, it got re- I got it a message an email from Spotify said it had been removed for inappropriate, possible harmful language. What? But yeah, guys, we had gotten our first review. It was at well, she did drop like the c word a good couple times. She did say like, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. But um, we had gotten a review from a listener for like we've gotten like some five stars and stuff like that, a couple four stars stuff like that here and there. But we had gotten our first like written out review on Spotify, which was just awesome. And um, it uh, it got removed, but it was hysterical. <laughs> it was hysterically accurate. <laughs> it was it was pretty great. <laughs> it was, it and basically was just said she loves the dichotomy of the show because Courtney comes on here with very, very serious things about real people's lives and then Damien's like, hey bitch, fuck you. And she, <laughs> she she really liked that. Um and yeah, it was just it was just stuff like that in general. She was just talking about how she loved the fact that we had really important stuff to talk about but made her laugh while she listened to it and she loved the fact that you know i have a horrendous potty mouth and and courtney has to sit there and suffer through it and yeah it was pretty it was pretty great and she wasn't a midlander she was she talked about how she's interested in visiting this place called midland that's right she did say that because it just sounds like such a fascinating place (laughs) (laughs) lady don't waste your money (laughs) i yeah don't buy that train ticket. Uh, anyway, but I thank you, listener, for that review. I'm sorry that it got taken down, but I definitely encourage more people to, to leave a review. Um, tell other people about what you think about this show, good or bad. You know, either way, it's fine. If you're one of those people who are offended by everything I say, say it. Fine. That's cool. Say it um, with your chest. Hey, say it with your chest. Don't don't sugarcoat it. Don't coat it. Just let me know. Uh, but anyway, I thank everyone for listening, and we can't wait to talk to you once again. So until further notice, until next time, later.